It's March the 14th. Let's read the Bible. Welcome back, friends, to this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation. In one year, we have all jumped on the Bible bus, and the Bible bus today has brought us to Deuteronomy 19 through 22. Almost every day, I'm getting comments from people saying how much they are enjoying this and, and how much they're learning it. I feel the same way. Though I have been reading and studying the Bible all my life, uh, every day now, every single day, God shows me something new and exciting from his word. So much fun to do this together with you. Now, today, in this section of the book of Deuteronomy, we're going to hop, skip, and jump through a great many instructions that Moses is giving to the children of Israel. These are the laws they are going to need to follow after Moses is gone, Joshua takes over, and the people of God cross the Jordan River after the seven years it's going to take to conquer the land. As they settle down and take possession of the land, this is these are the laws that are going to make them successful. And we begin in Deuteronomy 19 with a word about the cities of refuge. When the Lord your God annihilates the nations whose land he is giving you so that you drive them out and live in their cities and houses, you are to set apart three cities for yourselves within the land the Lord your God is giving you to possess. You are to determine the distances and divide the land the Lord your God is granting you as an inheritance into three regions so that anyone who commits manslaughter can flee to these cities. Here is the law concerning a case of someone who kills a person and flees there to save his life, having killed his neighbor accidentally without previously hating him. If, for instance, he goes out into the forest with his neighbor to cut timber and his hand swings the axe to chop down a tree, but the blade fall, flies off the handle and strikes his neighbor so that he dies, that person may flee to one of these cities and live. Otherwise, the avenger of blood in the heat of his anger might pursue the one who committed manslaughter, overtake him because the distance is great and strike him dead. Yet he did not deserve to die since he did not previously hate his neighbor. This is why I am commanding you to set apart three cities for yourselves. If the Lord your God enlarges your territory as he swore to your ancestors and gives you all the land he promised to give them, provided you keep every one of these commands I am giving you today and follow them, loving the Lord your God and walking in his ways at all times, you are to add three more cities to these three. In this way, innocent blood will not be shed and you will not become guilty of bloodshed in the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. But if someone hates his neighbor, lies in ambush for him, attacks him and strikes him fatally, and flees to one of these cities, the elders of his city are to send for him, take him from there, and hand him over to the avenger of blood, and he will die. Do not look upon him with pity, but purge from Israel the guilt of shedding innocent blood, and you will prosper. Do not move your neighbor's boundary marker established at the start in the inheritance you will receive in the land the Lord your God is giving you to possess. One witness cannot establish any iniquity or sin against a person, whatever that person has done. A fact must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If a malicious witness testifies against someone accusing him of a crime, the two people in the dispute are to stand in the presence of the Lord before the priest and judges in authority at that time. The judges are to make a careful investigation 
And if the witness turns out to be a liar who has falsely accused his brother, you must do to him as he intended to do to his brother. You must purge the evil from you. Then everyone else will hear and be afraid and there and they will never again do anything evil like this among you. Do not show pity. Life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, and foot for foot. Deuteronomy chapter 20. When you go out to war against your enemies and see horses, chariots, and an army larger than yours, do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt is with you. When you are about to engage in battle, the priest is to come forward and address the army. He is to say to them, listen, Israel, today you are about to engage in battle with your enemies. Do not be cowardly. Do not be afraid, alarmed, or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. The officers are to address the army. Has any man built a new house and not dedicated it? Let him leave and return home. Otherwise, he may die in battle and another man dedicate it. Has any man planted a vineyard and not begun to enjoy its fruit? Let him leave and return home. Otherwise, he may die in battle and another man enjoy its fruit. Has any man become engaged to a woman and not married her? Let him leave and return home. Otherwise, he may die in battle and another man marry her. The officers will continue to address the army and say, Is there any man who is afraid or cowardly? Let him leave and return home so that his brothers won't lose heart as he did. When the officers have finished addressing the army, they will appoint military commanders to lead it. When you approach a city to fight against it, make an offer of peace. If it accepts your offer of peace and opens its gates to you, all the people found in it will become forced laborers for you and serve you. However, if it does not make peace with you, but wages war against you, lay siege to it. When the Lord your God hands it over to you, strike down all its males with the sword. But you may take the women, dependents, animals, and whatever else is in the city. All its spoils is plunder. You may enjoy the spoil of your enemies that the Lord your God has given you. This is how you are to treat all the cities that are far away from you and are not among the cities of these nations. However, you must not let any living thing survive among the cities of these people the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. You must completely destroy them. The Hittite, Amorite, Canaanite, Perizzite, Hivite, and Jebusite, as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that they won't teach you to do all the detestable acts they do for their gods, and you sin against the Lord your God. When you lay siege to a city for a long time, fighting against it in order to capture it, do not destroy its trees by putting an axe to them because you can get food from them. Do not cut them down. Are trees of the field human to come under siege by you? But you may destroy the trees that you know do not produce food. You may cut them down to build, to build siege works against the city that is waging war against you until it falls. Deuteronomy 21. If a murder victim is found lying in a field in the land the Lord your God is giving you to possess, and it is not known who killed him, your elders and judges are to come out and measure the distance from the victim to the nearby cities. The elders of the city nearest to the victim are to get a young cow 
that has not been yoked or used for work. The elders of that city will bring the cow down to a continually flowing stream to a place not tilled or sown, and they will break its neck there by the stream. Then the priests, the sons of Levi, will come forward, for the Lord your God has chosen them to serve him and pronounce blessings in his name, and they are to give a ruling at every dispute in cases of assault. All the elders of the city nearest the victim will wash their hands by the stream over the young cow whose neck has been broken. They will declare, our hands did not shed this blood. Our eyes did not see it. Lord, wipe away the guilt of your people Israel, whom you redeemed, and do not hold the shedding of innocent blood against them. Then the responsibility for bloodshed will be wiped away from them. You must purge, your, you must purge from yourselves the guilt of shedding innocent blood, for you will be doing what is right in the Lord's sight. When you go to war against your enemies and the Lord your God hands them over to you and you take some of them prisoner and if you see a beautiful woman among the captives, desire her and want to take her as your wife, you are to bring her into your house. She is to shave her head, trim her nails, remove the clothes she was wearing when she was taken prisoner, live in your house and mourn for her father and mother a full month. After that, you may have sexual relations with her and be your husband and she will be your wife. Then, if you are not satisfied with her, you are to let her go where she wants, but you must not sell her or treat her as merchandise because you have humiliated her. If a man has two wives, one loved and the other neglected, both the loved and the neglected, and both the loved and the neglected bear him sons, and if the neglected wife has the firstborn son, when that man gives what he has to his sons as an inheritance, he is not to show favoritism to the son of the loved wife as his firstborn over the firstborn of the neglected wife. He must acknowledge the firstborn, the son of the neglected wife, by giving him two shares of his estate, for he is the firstfruits of his virility. He has the rights of the firstborn. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son, who does not obey his father or mother and doesn't listen to them even after they discipline him, his father and mother are to take him, take hold of him, and bring him to the elders of his city, to the gate of his hometown. They will say to the elders of his city, this son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He doesn't obey us. He's a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of his city will stone him to death. You must purge the evil from you and all Israel will hear and be afraid. If anyone is found guilty of an offense deserving the death penalty and is executed, and you hang his body on a tree, you are not to leave his corpse on the tree overnight, but you are to bury him that day, for anyone hung on a tree is under God's curse. You must not defile the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. Deuteronomy 22. If you see your brother Israelite's ox or sheep straying, do not ignore it. Make sure you return it to your brother. If your brother does not live near you or you don't know him, you are to bring the animal to your home to remain with you until your brother comes looking for it. Then you can return it to him. Do the same for his donkey, his garment, or anything your brother has lost and you have found. You must not ignore it. If you see your brother's donkey or ox fallen down on the road, do not ignore it. Help him lift it up. A woman is not to wear male clothing, and a man is not to put on a woman's garment. For everyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord your God. 
If you come across a bird's nest with chicks or eggs, either in the tree or on the ground along the road, and the mother is sitting on the chicks or eggs, do not take the mother along with the young. You may take the young for yourself, but be sure to let the mother go free so that you may prosper and live long. If you build a new house, make a railing around your roof so that you don't bring blood guilt on your house if someone falls from it. Do not plant your vineyard with two types of seed. Otherwise, the entire harvest, both the crop you plant and the produce of the vineyard, will be defiled. Do not plow with an ox and a donkey together. Do not wear clothes made of both wool and linen. Make tassels on the four corners of the outer garment you wear. If a man marries a woman, has sexual relationships with her, sexual relations with her, and comes to hate her, and accuses her of shameful conduct, and gives her a bad name, saying, I married this woman and was intimate with her, but I didn't find any evidence of her virginity. The young woman's father and mother will take the evidence of her virginity and bring it to the city elders at the city gate. The young woman's father will say to the elders, I gave my daughter to this man as a wife, but he hates her. He's accused her of a shameful conduct, saying, I didn't find any evidence of your daughter's virginity, but here is evidence of my daughter's virginity. They will spread out the cloth before the city elders. Then the elders of that city will take the man and punish him. They will also find him a hundred silver shekels and give them to the young woman's father because that man gave an Israelite virgin a bad name. She will remain his wife. He cannot divorce her as long as he lives. But if this accusation is true and no evidence of the young woman's virginity is found, they will bring the woman to the door of her father's house and the men of her city will stone her to death. For she has committed an outrage in Israel by being promiscuous while living in her father's house. You must purge the evil from you. If a man is discovered having sexual relations with another man's wife, both the man who had sex with the woman and the woman must die. You must purge the evil from Israel. If there is a young woman who is a virgin engaged to a man and another man encounters her in the city and sleeps with her, Take the two of them out to the gate of that city and stone them to death. The young woman, because she did not cry out in the city, and the man, because he has violated his neighbor's fiance. You must purge the evil from among you. But if the man encounters an engaged woman in the open country and he seizes and rapes her, only the man who raped her must die. Do nothing to the young woman because she is not guilty of an offense deserving death. This case is just like the one in which a man attacks his neighbor and murders him. When he found her in the field, the, enga the engaged woman cried out, but there was no one to rescue her. If a man encounters a young woman, a virgin who is not engaged, takes hold of her and rapes her, and they are discovered, the man who raped her is to give the young woman's father 50 silver, silver shekels, and she will become his wife because he violated her. He cannot divorce her as long as he lives. A man is not to marry his father's wife. He must not violate his father's marriage bed. There's a lot here. Always there's a lot here. God takes seriously these moral issues, particularly about sexual purity and honesty, false accusation. God takes it seriously. In our day, maybe we don't take these things as seriously as we ought to, but God does. His commandments are to be followed. 
and to be honored. So today, let's go out and let's live for the Lord. Let's try to be obedient. Let's do the right thing. Let's treat people the right way all day long. God will bless us if we do. So this is the word of the Lord. Come back tomorrow. We're going to keep reading in the book of Deuteronomy. God bless you folks. Have a wonderful day. See you back here tomorrow.